0: Only God, nobody in this world so perfect, only God.
1: stash of coffee. That's what it's all about.
2: Heck yeah. Okay, you okay. never want to hide a secret stash from addicts or alcoholics. <laughs> That's for sure. Or coffee. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I
1: don't know what I was reading, um, but the person telling the story was, I think it's in the big book. Um, she was saying, you know, I grew up around like my dad taking me to AA and seeing all these Older people just like eat donuts and drink coffee and talk so about right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then she like grew up and realized, oh, those people weren't old. They're were probably like late twenties, early thirties,
2: you know? Yes. That's uh, real funny. It was
1: really funny. Uh, okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of We Are No Alamo, the mental health podcast. Welcome, Taylor Lillotta, my skillful friend that we met in IOP last year. Yes.
2: Was that last year?
1: I don't know anymore. Or was it the... How long has it been?
2: That was last year. Awesome.
1: That was. A I lot of to, things. I have like, to really
2: think about it. I know. <laughs> I
1: have to think a lot about our lives. But you... Are recording for our 50th episode. High five. Oh, here, 50th. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to be 50, but you get to be on the 50th episode. That's so and I'm exciting. so excited that it's you. Like, Yay! no offense to anybody else who's been on the podcast, but 50 episodes, 50 episodes we've been doing this. And so many people have been responding, and I appreciate everyone who's come through and recorded. And I'm so proud of you. And to catch up, because, goddamn, goddamn, <laughs> like, you're doing
2: big things. I'm so excited. I am. Life's right. a struggle, but it still goes.
1: Exactly. it's Still st- going. Still doing it. So, um, let's kind of review. Okay. When we met, we were both an IOP. Yeah. We talked about. Um, like your boyfriend and you going through uh you know trying to transition (laughs) out of an unhealthy relationship and things like that right um and then everyone in iop was like after we're out we're gonna come like help you girl you know (laughs) and it just turned into like a family and shout out to robert winterode um who was also an iop do you remember him he was the lawyer he hit me up, or or like a couple weeks ago. I Which was like, one
2: was he? He was he the older one with like short hair. Uh
1: no, he was kind of younger, but he graduated from Columbia with a law Did he law have the really long hair? No, that was another guy. Oh. Anyway, moving
2: on. Okay, I'm asked, sorry. It might have <laughs> been. Shout out
1: Robert. <laughs> um, but he asked me, you know, is there anyone, you know, that you you know, keep up from ah. an IOP, and I was like, yes, and then I forgot to text him back, who? But, Robert, here's one of my skillful friends, hey. she back, she Come on back. the right track.
2: After seven months. Oh,
1: let's get into it. Yes. Ready, <laughs> go. Where do you want to start?
2: I don't know. The first month. The first month? Yeah, after um, IOP. After IOP. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Don't you love how oh, we can laugh about it now though.
2: Yeah. I can really laugh about it. Um so the first month after IOP, I um <laughs> I admitted to my dad I was an alcoholic. Yeah. And probably I think a month later I put myself into rehab. So I went to I went to Detox and then I went straight to rehab out at out in Wimberley. So and I was there for three months. Three months? Yeah. And what did that consist of? Uh, Working the steps. I worked all 12 steps all the way through. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, what was really cool about the facility, they put mental health and addiction and alcoholism together. Okay. So, like, a lot of, like, for me, like, my depression, my anxiety, my BPD, it, like, with the borderline personality disorder, like, a huge one is drinking, over drinking.
1: Why is that? Is that like a symptom, or is it just kind of, you know, it just happens?
2: It, I don't, I don't fully understand, but for me, it was to, to really shut the thoughts up in my head. Shut up thoughts. Yeah, I don't like thoughts, especially when they're loud and they're yelling at me.
1: I know, right?
2: Oh, that's yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. Oh
1: my gosh! Because I remember
2: being an IOP, being like, I just drank an entire bottle of tequila right and like on every question there were some days where I had to lie and be like I didn't drink anything but then the lady gave me <laughs> <laughs> the lady it's a rehab yeah no um at IOP she gave me uh slips of paper with meetings to go to okay funny thing they're all women's meetings <laughs> that why is that funny um because in rehab I was told to stay away from men <laughs> Oh, yeah. okay. wonder <laughs> why.
1: <laughs> that was pretty funny. So was that difficult for you? I know that, like, before you had um, struggles in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Is that something that she brought up, or is that something that you told her? And then she was
2: like, okay, maybe don't do that anymore, Taylor. Um, definitely at rehab, he was a huge part of my four step. Um, I did see a lot. That was my fault. Okay. For, like, not only just staying, but, like, a lot of the things that I did, as in, like, character defects, like, especially, like, going through the steps and stuff you learn about them. Like, playing the victim role was huge. That Sorry. was a huge one. Like, I was a master at it. Um, What do you mean role.
1: as a master at playing the victim role?
2: Playing the victim? Um... It's kind of like the little boy who cried wolf, mm-hmm. you know, he plays that victim and there's a wolf, there's a wolf. Right. And then before you know it, like no one's going to listen to him and it actually happens. So how did you realize
1: that that wasn't working for you anymore?
2: It took a recovery specialist to tell me Okay. that that's not how you get things done. Right. Um it's not healthy. It's not healthy for you. It's not healthy for the other person. Um, Because. (sighs) (laughs) It's weird. I don't. Like It's weird. Like I haven't seen myself like act out in that role. I mean, there's probably been a few instances, but it doesn't get anything done. Like you can sit there and be like, oh, this person's treating me so badly. Yeah. When in reality, like, you're also the cause of it. Like you're right. acting, you're acting in certain ways. You're doing certain things that are causing the person to react that way just okay. to get like a reaction out of them.
1: Mm-hmm. It's very interesting that you are also talking about victim roles in our previous episode. I got to interview Natalie, um, who owns thrive by seven marketing. What? nice. Out. Yeah. And, while she was transitioning from male to female, she like had to um, you know, battle with that victim mm-hmm. role also. And once you stopped seeing yourself as a victim, did you finally, you know,
2: find your strength in that? Yeah, like I, did. I can
1: do something with my life. What did no, you think?
2: I finally started to respect myself more. I actually learned to love myself instead mm-hmm. of uh, just believing that I'm not worthy of anything, right? Like I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. Blah 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 blah. You can put so many different words in there. Yeah. But definitely learning how to love myself for who I am mm-hmm. and and for what I am, given that I am an alcoholic addict. Yeah. Um, it it's huge. It's also like eye opening. It's relieving. Um, just a lot. I don't, I can't even imagine, like, the relief that
1: you must have felt. And I really want to talk about, like, your process. Did the relief start, um, did you start feeling relief after you started getting help and, like, accepting it? And, you know, like, this is who I am. I'm not my MI. I'm not this illness. I'm not just classified Mm -hmm. as an alcoholic
2: you know, how did you, you know, like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready now. Um, how did I figure out that I was ready? Yeah. Um, crazy thing. Um, I remember it was probably like two or three weeks before admitting that I was an alcoholic. Uh, one of my friends took me to a meeting because they were in recovery. Mm -hmm. Um, So I went in, I was listening, and crazy thing, I heard a lot of things that I was thinking. A lot of things that, like, I've gone through. A lot of things that I've done. Right. I was like, wow. Mm -hmm. Was it, like, IOP, kind of? Yeah, it's like, why is everyone speaking? Like, how are are all of you reading my mind right now? I don't like it. It's crazy, and doesn't that make
1: you feel... A lot less alone, though, mm-hmm. that you're not unique
2: no, in definitely. this
1: struggle because you feel like, <laughs> you know, and I remember in the episode that we recorded last time, you said something along the lines of, luckily, you didn't get to that place where you couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, and yeah. you were able, you know, to start this process. And I think we talked, I think it was a few months ago, like we talk off and on, Mm -hmm. but when I talked to you, um, kind of at the very beginning of your process, you went to like the sober living. How how does that process work?
2: Like sober living?
1: Yeah. Like you go from, okay, I admit that I have a, I'm an alcoholic. I have no control over this
2: next step. So Like you can either like go through detox, go to sober living. Um but for me, like I went through rehab and mm-hmm. I went to the uh, sober living that is owned by the rehab or vice versa. The sober right. living might own the rehab. I don't I don't really What's don't really the name? Know. Nova. Nova. Yeah. Nova Recovery.
1: I'll put that in the description of the podcast for my resources.
2: Yeah. It's actually a really good place. Um, especially if you do you suffer from a lot of mental illness? Mm-hmm. Um, that's also surrounded by excessive drinking and drug use, like not the ability to stop, like compulsion. They're good. They're good. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, Especially because
1: both you and I have, you know, comorbid disorders like bipolar. Yeah. All PTS
2: You know. Yeah. You have your stuff. I have borderline, and I have PTSD. Uh, learned that my ADHD is not ADHD; it's PTSD. So what? Yeah. Oh my I that in, gosh! I learned that in treatment. All right, we're gonna
1: come back that to that. <laughs> ADD does not equal or equals PTS. Um, it
2: can, like, a lot of symptoms, especially in kids. Like, yeah. if you look at their, lay their houses, could, like, a right. house, um, what it's like at home. Nice. Okay, so, we're gonna sorry. come back to yeah. that. So, sober living afterwards. Um, definitely from rehab, yeah. I went to sober living. I was there for almost a year. Uh, it basically consists of going to meetings, getting a job, paying rent, Mm -hmm. um, you have to go to a certain amount every week. Right. Um, you do household chores. So it's basically, I'm all about a chore chart. Yes. Mm -hmm. It was a pretty cool chore chart. Yeah. What did
1: it look like? Like literally my mom and I were talking about chore charts yesterday. Yes. (laughs) It's
2: just the date, Uh the day and the date. And then the names of everyone, and then the chore they have that day. Yeah. And then on days off, it's like a heart. That's so cute. <laughs> you get, like, gold stars. Yeah. Small victories. But it's, like, also funny because they are, like, the sober living will get you ready for the outside world. Okay. So it's How not, so? like, a culture shock. Um. Like, I know for me, I was a problem child at first. I do not want to do my chores. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I was being... <laughs> I would was just her
1: phone guys it's fine I'm sorry (laughs) y'all I forgot to (laughs) turn the volume off (laughs) okay go ahead
2: um um yeah I feel good um I um so like definitely for me I started as a problem child didn't want to do my chores um oh yeah you also get curfew so like the first like the first month it's like 10 o'clock Mm-hmm. and you have to be actively working the steps with the spot with the sponsor okay in order to like be phased up mm-hmm. um like you have to get past like the four step unless like there are there there are ways to go around it it like let's say that you went to a three-month treatment you've already done your four step and your fifth step you got to be there for 30 days still right. before you can phase up mm-hmm. um you're also able to, like, leave the house for, like, two days and then come back, but that's right. all about, like, being phased up as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so when you, like, label yourself as a problem child... Was that your worry thought or your actions
2: that you labeled yourself as?
1: Or is that someone else telling you? No.
2: So it was actually my house manager. It was really funny because we sat down probably like two or three months later after I started really getting my stuff together, just getting it together, sitting down, actually doing my chores and everything. She's like, yeah, you really started out as my problem child. (laughs) But like I knew you had it in you. Like I knew like you're going to like stay and stuff yeah I was like oh man well, that's a
1: big support
2: though yeah like I'm sure that it's not fun
1: I mean from I mean my experience not fun to be like okay I have bipolar and I yeah. have to go to the hospital and I have to do this to make sure that yeah you know I stay healthy <laughs> and you were able to you know go to Nova and start this recovery process um typically how long does it take for you to like come in, you know, get onboarded, and, you know, start with a sponsor. Are you set
2: up before? Mm-hmm. No. So, the way you get a sponsor is you go to meetings, okay. and you listen to shares and, stu- and stuff, and if you find something you like, you hear something you like, um, you can also look around to see if, like, they're raising a hand at the end. Like, if you're a sponsor, please raise your hand. Right. And, like, you can go up to them after the meeting and be like, hey, I really like what you said. Um this is where i'm at right now like would you be able to sponsor me Mm -hmm. and then like usually you'll sit down get coffee with them see if it's a good fit right so i got um, a crazy thing we like crazy things here no like i feel bad like my my sponsor went back out but i have her sponsor as my sponsor who is my grand sponsor no (laughs) yeah This is like AA um, sorority (laughs) stuff. Right. But no, Um, like, it's good. Like, she's real hard on me. Uh, She's getting me back into the steps. I mean, like, she straight up told me before. She's like, look, like, if you're not ready, you're not ready. And I don't want to. I can't sponsor if you're you're not ready. Right. And, like, it took me a week. And, like, I was heading up to, uh, like, my parents. Uh, My mom's not doing too well. And, like, my first thought was, like, I need to call a sponsor. I don't have one, though. I'm going to call this one. That's really good. That's so so skillful of you, though.
1: And whenever you come in and you get a sponsor, um, I know, I mean, I've been interviewing a lot of people um, who are recovering alcoholics Mm -hmm. and all these things. And I think it's so interesting um, that people who, you know, go through AA and you know, admit that they need help, Mm -hmm. also deal with depression and anxiety. And
2: it's like, i it's blowing my mind, honestly. No, definitely. Like, a lot of it does go hand in hand. Um, There's a lot of studies around it. Um, Like, I know for me, some of the most, like, helpful stuff has been, like, at treatment was talking to the therapist I had there, opening up. I just
1: gave her a bookmark. (laughs) I
2: know, and it's just for today. Mm -hmm. I love the just for today ones. All right, now that is a good one. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, Also,
1: I kind of wanted to read, um, so I'm going to Al Anon Mm -hmm. um, because.
2: Congrats. No, that's a huge thing.
1: It's hard. It is hard because a lot of people don't. We were talking about this before that there are still steps involved Mm -hmm. in Al Anon. Um, but since we're talking about sponsorship and some people might not know what that is, it's similar yeah, and basically the same. So sponsorship is a relationship built on equality, anonymity and trust and opportunity for growth for both the sponsee and the sponsor. A benefit at any stage of recovery, a commitment to practice healthy communication that's not based on intimidation or demands, an agreement to recover and grow together, not to struggle in isolation. I think that's really important. An opportunity for self-discovery, not a teacher-pupil relationship, (laughs) an experience based on unconditional love, not shame or judgment, a spiritual relationship with no strings attached, and a one-on-one relationship and it's not an exclusive club.
2: No. no. Everyone's welcome. Everyone's <laughs>
1: welcome. So how, um, what's the main takeaway from, you know, what you've learned from your sponsors while you were in the rehab center and recovery?
2: Uh, the main thing I've learned from the recovery specialist while in rehab.
0: Hmm.
2: One, like one thing I learned that, um just go through today don't think about the future don't think about tomorrow don't think about yesterday right. i mean something terrible might have happened yesterday but you are here today and that's all that matters yeah it's like the second you start worrying about everything in the future your mind starts going everywhere and it's like ah mm-hmm. so and then you are in distress, and yeah. you don't
1: know. what did we learn in iop like your emotional mind is not your wise mind. Nah, yeah, that's true. I like your that. Your emotional
2: mind's not your wise mind. Yeah, <laughs> so you have to like radically accept
1: it, and yeah. you're in a space where they, I mean, this is like <laughs> what it says. It's not um, making you do something, but it's kind of making you radically accept mm-hmm. that we are going to offer you help, and here's a way to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Next step. You get there, you get a sponsor, you got a grand sponsor. I have a grand sponsor. but now it's
2: my sponsor now. Okay, cool. So it's no longer my grand sponsor. All right. Awesome. (laughs) Sounds cool. Do y'all talk every day? Uh, yeah. I have to call her every day. I have to do nightlies. Oh, I forgot to do my last night. (laughs) That's okay. Okay. You can do it again. I can. Just Um. for today. (laughs) (laughs) Right? What
1: we were just talking about. That is. You can shout out, hey sponsor. I'm reaching out right now. I'm doing something skillful <laughs> with my skillful friend. Talking about recovery. Yay, wanna fam.
2: <laughs> ah, I love it. Okay, go. On. I would. I just don't want her to like hear all this. Oh uh, no, yeah. it's anonymous. You don't have to That is true. It. Yes. Um so I got the sponsor. I'm working the steps. I'm working the steps and I'm on step four. Okay.
1: Yeah. And we were talking a little bit about um, step four and why it can be a little difficult and why it might be the longest part for some people working the steps. Why is that? What is your experience with step four?
2: Um, my experience is that I never wanted to look at myself, so I procrastinated. Okay. Um, like in the mirror or internally? Internally. Okay. So like a lot of it is looking on the inside. Mm -hmm. And seeing your actions Mm -hmm. and seeing how your actions can affect others. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, you have all these thoughts thinking all these people have harmed you. Like, you're against all of them. But in reality, like, that's not how a lot of the situations went. Right. So, like, you're sitting down, you're writing it out, you're going through, like, how does it affect, like, my self-esteem, my pride, all of this other stuff. Yeah. And then you flip over and you're doing your part and you're like, All right, so where was I selfish? Oh man. Oh, geez. Ouch, my heart. Ouch, my emotion, moral inventory. You can do like a realization, like, what have I done that this person has done? You're like, darn, like, I've done all of this. Yeah. So it's like really taking a look at yourself and really sitting down and like looking on the inside. Do you mind
1: giving us and the listeners an example? Like, maybe not something. That would like trigger something bad and you' uh,
2: Nothing will. Not a lot of it will trigger anything bad. Like I've worked through quite a bit, especially okay. in treatment. Um, let's say, for example, I'm mad at someone because I believe they're being selfish and like inconsiderate the way they're acting. Like, let's say. They're not the cleanest people in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, Not I, drugs, just like dirty, dirty, like yeah. dirty, dirty. Pick up your clothes, Snowdrinks. dirty. Yeah, like <laughs> clean the dishes, please. Sweep the floor, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, um. So it's just like the resentment. Like I put the name, I put why I'm resenting them, mm-hmm. and then I'll like write down how does it, how does it affect my self-esteem. Like I feel unheard, right. So like there's different ways to do. It. Like you can do, positively. Like, you can write something positive uh, or negative the way I do it is negative because it's easier to find the fear in that. So it's, like, I feel unheard. I feel unworthy. Like, I feel, like, unworthy of respect. I do not feel oh. respected. And, like, the fear around it, it's just I feel like I'm not good enough. Um, And then, like, you go through, like, the pride and everything. Like, how does it affect your pride? Right. How does it affect, like, the sex relations? Mm-hmm. Um, All of it, it's, like... Well, a friend should be able to clean up after themselves. Right. Um And then you get down to, there's another one. I can't remember what it is, but I know if I had it in front of me, I'd know. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, what do you wish would happen? In mm-hmm. a way, it's like, well, I mean, there have been instances where I have written, I wish this person burns. Yeah. Like, it's like, you're getting your real thoughts out on like, what you want to happen to this person. Mm-hmm. But good it's like or bad, you just got to be bad. honest with yeah. yourself,
1: and yeah. not you're not gonna burn anybody. Like no, that. no. Everyone no thinks way. badly about yeah. people sometimes. It's not that big of a character flaw no. if you admit a it to of, yourself.
2: I like think a lot of people have bad thoughts around like that. Yeah, so I'm not.
1: I'm not the only one. No, you're not. <laughs> <I swear. laughs>
2: exactly. Um, and then like you flip to the other side, you look at your portion, like the realization, you know. Maybe this person is just as sick as I am. You know? um, Yeah. This person is just as sick as I am. Um, I have been dirty before uh, growing up. Like, I never cleaned up after myself. I mean, I put dishes in the sink, but I never put them away. So it's like realizing, like, I've also done things that are completely similar to this. Right. And then you just start looking at yourself like, how was I selfish? Oh, like you know, like I just kept it to myself. I didn't say anything. Yeah. There's no like, or I'm I like, gossiped. What's the point. Yeah. Ugh, or like gossip. I gossiped about it. Yeah. Or like I wanted to shun the person. <clears throat> or just like all this other stuff. Um, and then like you just go through that, and like one of the last things is harms. Like who does it harm the most? Yeah. It harms this person. I'm also harming myself. Okay. So it's That's like, kind of a big yeah, realization. Um also like it harms the people around me who I've gossiped to about it. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm the center of the problem. Okay. I mean, it's not my fault they're not cleaning, but at the same time like I'm the one not saying anything. Exactly. So I'm letting it. So I'm just letting it fester.
1: Yeah. Build build Brood. build until it explodes. Brood. And so how long were you in the facility?
2: I was in the facility for three months.
1: Okay. And during that time, did you finish all the steps? Yeah. Okay. So
2: it's a three-month treatment where you do all of the steps. You go through all of them. It's not like a one-month where you just get to the fourth step. You're barely starting the fourth step, and you just get out. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Went to a three-month, one of the top in the nation, um, I speak very highly of it because it's done so much. Yay. You know.
1: Well, oh my yeah. gosh, like, seriously, I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> and last time I saw you, like, you're just starting. Yeah. And you're really gung-ho about it. Like, really. And I think that um, is needed for someone mm-hmm. who has radically accepted yeah. that they need help. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to do it. And you've mm-hmm. done it.
2: And, like, the thing is, it's, like, my brain will still try and trick me, thinking, yeah. like, you don't need the help. Oh it's, my like, gosh. maybe I don't. Uh, I'm Just, like, walk away. I'm just dry for a bit. But, yeah. like, the thing is, like, it's, it's hard, but it's easy. And it's worth it. Right. So, it's either I can be stuck in a place where I can go back out and eventually die, or I can live. Right. And I can live a peaceful life. Mm-hmm.
0: A so, I choose a peaceful,
2: like, a life worth living. Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I want. Right. And this is probably the happiest I've been in, like, years. I am. So. Uh, that's so awesome.
1: And if you guys don't remember about A plus 2 equals purple. A plus 2 equals purple. We both have yes. those tattoos. And I look at mine every day. And I do think about you and Gail. Aww. Shout out, Gail.
2: Hey, Gail. Because...
1: You know, during that um, IOP session, you know, the social worker who said, you know, this is the definition of mental illness. A plus two equals purple. A is a letter. Two is a number. Purple is a color. But does it make fucking sense? No.
2: No. (laughs) We're all through like,
1: we got to get tattoos. Yeah. We're not manic at at all.
2: (laughs) I think all of you are manic right now. (gasps) No.
1: No. It's like,
2: I'm so happy
1: (laughs) that I have it on my body because. Same here. It's a reminder every day, mm-hmm. right? And it's what yours is on your forearm. Yep. mine is on
2: my forearm. Love it. I got another one of these. Oh, you got a fish? And I got this one. That's hilarious. I love it's it. It's the most ironic one I have. So. What does it say? Um, until death do us party. Oh, gosh. That until is ironic. a skeleton wearing a lampshade, smoking a cigarette wearing shades. <laughs> I love it. We'll put it, me. we'll put it on the ground. Yes. <laughs> you're,
1: you're a different person now.
2: Uh, very different I may have gotten it recently but I still like it you like it Uh,
1: so when you got out of sober living am I saying that
2: right I moved out okay so when you moved out what was it like it was difficult yeah it was so difficult that was about when I really stopped like working the steps Mm -hmm. um that was about two three months ago I don't remember when I moved out yeah um um, it was, <laughs> it was hard. I mean, this is a like, place of honesty. No, know? it definitely is. And like, I'm going to say this just because you're an alcoholic or addict or if you deal with mental illness, yeah. Like, especially when you sober up, it doesn't mean it's going to go away. Exactly. Like I still deal with it. Yeah. T- like today. Yeah. So like there was like a week where I was just straight up depressed, um, just like in bed, not wanting to do anything. Like I called into work. Mm hmm um without like talking to my sponsor about anything i didn't even have a sponsor i didn't even know my sponsor like relapsed oh so like i learned about that and like this whole week is just like yeah it's like i'm not gonna say like sobriety is the easiest thing in the world like you're there are humps you have to go over yeah, there there's a lot like sometimes you have to climb mountains yeah. and it's like the hardest things to do. And life
1: is hard anyway. Yeah. And life isn't fair. And you get thrown curveballs. Exactly. And it's hard for us dealing with our mental health and addiction mm-hmm. and all these things and having to, you know, like you have been doing, put yourself first. Yeah. And just try to ignore the hard parts and just. <sighs> Just for today, <laughs> let me do this just for yeah. today.
2: I sometimes have to tell myself that, like, it's just for today. Yeah. Like, I, like, there will be situations, Taylor's just for today, like, calm down. Yeah. It's not going to last forever. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: You're not the first person that I've talked to who uses <laughs> your name in third person, because I don't know what it is. Like, is it you speaking directly to yourself? Yeah. What is that? Is that like um? It's kind a of like skill? a wake up call. Okay.
2: Like Taylor, like you're okay. Yeah. Like it's kind of like a reminder to myself. It's like, hello, I know you're in there. Yeah.
1: Come I, back. Yeah. You've been you just, doing so well. Yeah.
2: You just got to come back. You're gonna be fine. So. Yeah. Well, that's, and it's like prep talk. Prep talk. Like,
1: everyone yeah, needs a good. You're prep doing talk. good. Yeah. I I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I'll wake up in the morning and be like, Paige. What are you going to do today? Are you sad? Well, go suck it up. You still have stuff to go do. And I'm still sad. But But you're able to get it done. Yeah, it's a practice, you know. And the more you practice. I like how Natalie said on the previous podcast um, that we only have so much willpower during the day. So her um, mastery... At the end of the episode was, you know, to do her laundry and build these habits. So they become habits instead of you having to willfully make yourself, you know, go do the laundry. Go mm-hmm. do your chores. You know, and I thought that was pretty profound. No, definitely. Um, because if you can create healthy habits, then it gets easier, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so let's... Move to what the heck happened with your ADD to oh man PTS I
2: because this is
1: mind bottling
2: yeah boggling um I don't even know how to explain it. I just like remember being in treatment and I was put on high doses of Adderall like my entire life yeah like so we've talked about, kind about this, this crazy. Like, Maybe that's why I went to smoke and math, you know? <laughs> yeah. But probably not. It was just probably just me. Like I want to do this, right? You know. Mm-hmm. Don't don't do math, kids. Just yeah. don't. It say gets bad. It, say it ladder. Get closer.
1: Don't do don't math. Do math. Don't, do math. <laughs> <laughs> don't do math. It's real bad. It's real bad. Um, that doesn't mean you're mad. Bad. No. You might be <laughs> mad that you're doing math, yeah. but you can get help, and there's help out there, and that people is true. have been through your experience. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Wanna Fam.
0: Yay! Email us. We'll give you
1: some more (laughs)
0: resources.
2: Um, So, yeah, how did that? Um, I started. I I explained like my symptoms to him, and he's like, "Was was he a therapist?" Yeah, he was. No, he was a psychiatrist. Oh, good. Yeah, he was a. He was like on on facility psychiatrist that would come every like Wednesday or something that's great right Thursday I don't remember what day he would come you know it doesn't oh.
1: matter he was there once a week
2: that's oh, that great. Is true once yeah. a week and you see him like every two weeks okay so um I just remember like explaining like some of my symptoms like um I actually forgot a lot of the symptoms because really? I kind of yeah because you didn't have ADD mm-hmm Like, like some of the symptoms, like, I would have, but he's like, you know what, that sounds more like, it just sounds like PTSD. Yeah.
1: Like,
2: it's not, like, severe PTSD, it's just, like, little quirks that I have Mm -hmm. that I've never noticed.
1: Like, what?
2: Um, like, my constant need to, like, move around. If Mm -hmm. I'm not comfortable, I have Um, to move. Yes. And, like, a lot of that showed, like, growing up, like, given, like, where I come from, how I was brought up. Mm -hmm. Um... I didn't have the best childhood. It was, like, full of abuse and everything. But, you know, I still love my family. Yeah. Um. But, so, like, not really moving a lot at home. Right. And then acting out at school. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not ADHD. It's no. not the ADD. Mm-hmm. Like, I just have nowhere else to have this immense amount of energy. Yeah. So, it's just, like, I would act out a lot. Um a lot of things that I would do, like growing up, um, I was OCD with my room. I don't yeah. like anything being touched, yeah, or moved. I have to no know where it is. Totally feel you. Um, um, and like, um, there's also just like little triggers, like doors being not like doors being opened in the middle of the night wake me up. Mm-hmm. Um, like just doors in general yeah like the garage door like at home will wake me up if it's being opened is it because you knew that something
1: was coming and yeah. you had to prepare in your body
2: my body automatically, visceral
1: reaction yeah
2: I may Same not remember mm-hmm. but like my body automatically
1: reacts yeah and I totally understand that I mean moving right now like everything's a mess and it you know, drives oh, me. Thank you. It's all in uh, piles. I mean, squares are squares. <laughs> it's organized. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, but yeah, the door thing. I, I had no idea that we both had that trigger. Yeah. Um, because without going into a lot of detail, when that door opened or that garage door opened, that meant someone was yeah. coming in and you were not going to be safe. It was crisis mode immediately mm-hmm. um really thanks for sharing that You're like welcome. that's something i guess that i've been struggling with lately like,
2: and i can understand that too i guess like another one would be like i don't like my wrist being held right like you can hold my hands just don't hold my wrist mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> i don't like my knees being touched Ooh, yeah. oh yeah it
2: sounds uncomfortable yeah, it's very no one really touches my knees just, like, no. <laughs>
1: don't touch my feet no 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 <laughs> please don't you don't <laughs> want to touch my feet i'll pay my own tunnels <laughs> thank you <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> maybe <laughs> just for today. Maybe I'll do my toenails. <laughs> um. So, how do you feel now that you're off, like basically all amphetamines? Um. Are you taking medicine for um your PTS, like anti-anxiety, mood, or just therapy?
2: Um. How are you dealing? So I still take my antidepressant, anti-anxiety. Mm-hmm. I still take that on a daily basis. Good job. Yeah. Um. But like doing the steps and like a lot of the work like with alcohol like with the book those steps I've noticed that they're similar to the dbt skills so it's like being able to incorporate it all together yeah that's dialectical
1: behavioral therapy for those who don't know now you know now you know (laughs) now you know awesome yeah um Is there a skill that you've learned that has really helped you after you've realized that you have PTS and all
2: of these triggers and everything? Just acceptance. I have to accept everything around me. That was a huge one for me. Yeah. That's a huge thing is being able to accept everything that goes on around me. Mm -hmm. Do you communicate with others? Like, this
1: is something, you know, that um, makes me feel uncomfortable and... um, I hope that you understand that you know yeah. I've I talked to my family members and my friends and things like that. Um, you know, it's like just let me know when you're on your way or coming. Just because I'm not one of those people who, if you just show up, I'm going to be at coming at you with a taser instead of a cake. <laughs> you know, <laughs>
2: exactly. Um, it's been crazy. Um, the person I'm with right now, he's actually. He's the kind of person that I'll just like walk right in. So yeah. I've Kind of gotten used to it. Good. Okay. Um, but like, I still lock the doors mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. I mean, definitely at first, it's like, okay, who who's in my house? Right. Who is this? Why did I leave my door unlocked? Yeah. Uh, kind of just. All right. I think I'm gonna hide. <laughs> so you try to hide, but you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off, just like in a circle. Yeah. And it's like. <sighs> Oh, it's you. Yeah. So, <laughs> you're not
1: what is the mind? You're not in your wise mind. No. <laughs> exactly. Um one of my other triggers is coming out and not remembering where my car was parked. Oh. You know, mm-hmm. because when I was in high school, um my car got stolen and it was my fault no matter yeah. the facts. Where they hotwired it, and they stole it, and it was Odessa, Texas, and they, that's just yeah. what happens, but it was my fault, so yeah. now if I forget where my car's parked, I just lose my shit.
2: No, I get that. Um, my car was stolen, too. But really? Yeah. Like, two years we're ago. we so much about each other today. I know. Like, yeah. two years ago, uh, my car was stolen from a driveway. It was my fault. I left the key in the car. All right. The car, the car was unlocked. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I I know exactly how you feel. If I don't see my car, my automatic thought is like, all right, who stole my car? Exactly. If I don't see it, someone stole my car. Mm -hmm. Truth um,
1: for moving forward Mm -hmm. with your sobriety and, you know, having friends and now you have a boyfriend. (laughs) Like, that is so good for you. You know, mm-hmm. and how did you get to that spot? Because last year, there was no way that you could be there.
2: Uh-uh. You had to last work year, on no. yourself
1: and do these steps and <laughs> yeah. get to this baseline that you're at now. And it's so I'm relieved and happy for you. Also, we got this dog taco in here that Taylor is Girl. dog sitting. So what's up, taco? Hey, taco. Anyway, so how did you get to this new place in your life?
2: Well, it was a lot of acceptance. Yeah. Um, definitely getting to know myself more and like mm-hmm. what I like, what I don't like. Um, going through the steps. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely being able to just be with myself. Yeah. Because like, before, I was never able to be just by myself. Uh, I always yeah. had to be around people. Mm-hmm. But once like, I was able to go out and do things by myself, I was able to go to meetings by myself. I was able to... Like go to the store by myself and get food. Yeah, like, I know. <laughs> always wanted people to go with me to the grocery store. Oh, I mean, gosh. I still do today. Yeah, but it's like other people. Are like I want to go with you. I'm like, yeah, thank you. So it's a field trip. It is. I Plus, love that. Sometimes I need to be babysat at a grocery store. Otherwise, I buy the whole entire store. You know what? Yeah. At least you have someone holding you accountable. That is true. Yeah. Um. Also, that being able to have people around me that I like, hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. Like one of my good friends, who I went to treatment with, who I was in sober living with, yeah, like we still hold each other accountable. Love you know, and like it's funny because we were the two that people thought weren't going to make it, and here we are, ta-da! You know, like that a lot of people around friend. us just, and it's really sad to watch. Yeah. Um but to the people to, who like come
1: in and then, back. yeah,
2: like it's really sad to watch.
1: And that's Um, a high percentage of people that happens too. Yeah. And it's just a reality of the disease.
2: It is. And And, like, that's another thing you learn to accept it. And then you learn to be grateful around it. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm still here. I'm still, I'm still fighting. Yeah. You know, like, you you won't, you'll lose some of the cravings, but they're always going to be there in like the back of your head.
1: Yeah. So. I'm sure. Tell me if I'm wrong. It's like, is it worth it? Like, I have celiac, mm-hmm. and I'm like, is this pizza worth it? It's worth it right now, but it's not gonna no. be worth it tomorrow. No, shame guilt me around
0: <laughs>
1: for real. Um, how did you finally um get into a healthy relationship? <laughs> I'm so serious. I was worried. We were worried in IOP. And we were like, come to your rescue.
2: When we could. Well, Not while we were in IOP. It kind of happened out of nowhere. That's kind of good. Yeah, just out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, we met at Taco Bell. Oh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a really odd meeting situation. Super romantic. Very when she this relay. Oh wait that's McDonald's. So right. romantic. But that's sarcasm <laughs> right there. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. It's healthy now. All right, continue. Yeah. Um but like he's very respectful. He's understanding. He holds me accountable. Um he wants the best for me just like I want the best for him. Um I respect him. I like we both care care for each other. Mm-hmm. Like it's like the whole you care for me, I care for you. Right. So it's like we're on the same path. Mhm. Like mentally and emotionally.
1: That's good. Do you mind if I ask if he um has been diagnosed with
2: anything? I have no idea. No. Um he never I don't think he's gone to doctors really. Okay. He was in the military. He was in the army. Yeah. Um he was a he was a field medic. So Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Never five really five. saw any action, but he was like on base where it's like at any moment we can go to war. Right. So. That's still a lot. That's heavy. Yeah. Still.
1: Thank you for your service, anonymous Thank you. boyfriend. <laughs> Thank you for loving Taylor. <laughs> um, and did you, because I'm so open about my bipolar mm-hmm. and depression anxiety, like this is my life. Yeah. Right. Um, and I love it. Doing this nonprofit. Having everyone on catching mm-hmm. up with Yay! my friends exactly, <laughs> um, and I like that you are still making skillful friends while you were in rehab as well because a lot of people and just don't understand how you can go into a facility or into a DBT or IOP or in the hospital and create these friendships. Mm-hmm. They don't understand how that can be healthy. When at the end of the day, like, the friendships that you do make, you know if they're skillful or not because Mm -hmm. it has to be a two-way street, right? Yeah. So, with your skillful friends from your recovery, how is that different from, like, our friendship from IOP versus those friendships that you've made?
2: I don't really see any difference. I... Yeah, that's, that's a thing. Yeah. Um... Because at the end of the day, we all have the same thought process. Mm-hmm. We all want to live the same type of life. We all want to call each other out on their bullshit.
1: I love how you said we all want to live the same type yeah. of life because you just want to live.
2: Yeah. Um. I guess there is one difference. Difference being like they are in recovery. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'm not saying that none of us get each other. Right. Like it's there are different levels of like an understanding. Mm-hmm. like for you you can understand like the mental aspect of it right um and then my friends in recovery can understand partially like the mental aspect and the like the alcohol or the addiction side of it mm-hmm. so like and the, the steps being in recovery part, yeah yeah because we have the books yeah we have the books
1: and <laughs> all of these things that I read still every day and it's helpful it is it really is and I mean, outlines for mental health, like dear Man, right? Um, That's still my favorite. <laughs> I love Deer Man. Oh, my God. Accurate describe. Um, you know, things like that. It just, it becomes a habit. And, you know, you don't, if it's a habit, like we said before, you don't have to use your willpower. It just becomes second nature, Um, I think that was my biggest takeaway from IOP. What has been your biggest takeaway after coming out of your recovery and rehab and everything? The trash isn't coming for you, I
0: promise.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyone out there who wants to um, in-kind donate a real studio? (laughs) (laughs) Because whenever I say, in the Wana studio... You never know where we're going to record, honestly. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, biggest takeaway. I think I heard him mm. huh. Okay.
2: All right. Cool. Good to know it's being been up. So are paid you going to give me the answer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what do you want um, people to know? Like, As soon as they come out of recovery, and you said it was really hard, transitioning back from yeah. structure 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 support 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 to it's on you now taylor
2: uh yeah, so like the biggest thing i got out of it um so like definitely getting out it is difficult cuz you're in the real world you're not yeah. on like what seems like a little farm right in the middle of nowhere That's just a weird away way to put from it. society <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs>
1: Whatever works, you know.
2: I, I'm, I'm being honest. A recovery
1: farm. <laughs> I love Growing it. Growing your own. Growing your own <laughs> stability. Building your own baseline together. Yeah, it's a mental health co-op. It's a recovery
2: co-op. <laughs> um, definitely. Like one of the things I got out of it was taking it one day at a time. Yeah. Um, in treatment, it's easy. Um, but out in the real world, living in sober living, like getting like fresh out, it's mind blowing. Yeah. Um, it's weird being out Mm because you've been away for, it's not long. It feels long, but it's only been three months. Right. But it feels like it's been a year. I'm sure. Um, but like getting like kind of just making your way back into society. Mm hmm. Um, did you put pressure on yourself at all when you came out? No. Um, you didn't? No. Good. Okay. No. I, I guess, like, Let's after a while I did. Um, yeah. Definitely to like get a job and stuff, because I went jobless for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, which is okay. It is okay. It is okay. You know? Like, it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I mean... Right now I'm jobless, but I'm still looking. I'm putting in applications every day. (laughs) I mean, as long as
1: you are still moving forward and taking those steps, Mm -hmm. you will get a job. You had one. (laughs) I did. And it wasn't good for your mental health, so you made the decision to step away. And I'm sure that was scary and frustrating. Um, I'm very proud of you for doing that, you know, because... One of the things I've learned from you and from talking to people in We Are No Alamo and everything is that you never truly lose everything. Mm -mm. You know, the only, you know, complete way that you lose everything is if you complete. You complete suicide. Yeah. And, you know, I've learned from everyone that's. You just don't have to do that.
2: Mm-mm.
1: You really don't have to lose everything because there's people like you out there. You know, listeners, I really need you to listen to this part because it's okay to ask someone for help if you are not okay. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, and you know this. People yeah. really want to talk about it. They really do. It's like, oh my gosh, how like you know that? Yeah. Like, how are you doing today? It's like, oh my god. Let me tell you. Like the train wasn't on time, and then I totally spiraled into a panic attack, and then the rest <laughs> of my day was terrible. And it's like, all right, I gotta go. Like, get my water out of Seven Eleven. Have a great day. Yeah. You know what I mean? But just reach out, and you never know what story someone else has to tell. And like what you said at the beginning of the podcast. Is your voice in my head or am I? is my voice in your head? Because I'm hearing the same story. (laughs) You know, we have the same experience. Yeah. What's going on?
2: And it's crazy. Like, there are people, like, if you want to get sober and clean, if you want to work on, like, if you want to get help for your mental health, Mm -hmm. there are people out there that are
1: just like you. Yeah. And they're, I mean, one of the major... Parts know. of We Are No Alamo, the mission is to provide resources for people in this podcast that aren't just the suicide hotline, mm-hmm. you know, that aren't just, um, you know, hospital resource information. Yeah. It's speaking to people like you who have gone through all of these things like Nova Recovery. That's something that I have never heard before. And hopefully people can take that away and use it as a resource if they need it. Mm-hmm. Right, so I appreciate you sharing that. You're welcome. Um, Guess what we're about to do. What? Mastery and self-soothe.
2: Self-soothe? You
1: know this. Mastery and self-soothe. Oh, man.
2: (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) No. I do nightly, so I do, like, corrective measures. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right. Number one, explain corrective measures. And we can do that if you want. <laughs> no, like, I actually don't mind doing the self soothe. It's been a minute. Okay, so let's do corrective measures first because this is something measures. new to me. Oh, jeez. I don't even have my notebook on me. I have That's right how here. bad Ooh. my memory is. It's so, fine. like, corrective measures is. Um. Um. I'm trying to think of the first word. It's like you take an action, um, kind of like taking my time. Um, Let's see. So it starts with the practice and then you go to the discipline. So like for practice, I want to be able to practice like acceptance or Mm -hmm. like humility or, you know, just uh, taking my time or just like just taking a breath. Right. Um, and then the discipline would be pause, like pray. Um, even you can walk away from a situation and breathe. Skillful exit. Yeah. Love that skill. So it's crazy. A lot of it, the DBT skills, it's mm-hmm. just like different wording.
1: I like that. Yeah. Okay. So for your mastery. What's the mastery again? Like in the next 24 hours. Okay. What... D- what do you have to do that is something that you've been kind of putting off that you know you have to do and yeah. once you do it you've mastered it so doing my laundry <laughs> so i've fun. been trying to get <laughs> everyone I... <laughs> it's the end of summer and like everyone has said i just need to do my laundry
2: <laughs> did you
1: see the laundry room when you walked in no <laughs> got reds whites other oh, powers. I do that too. Yeah. I have to separate it all. Exactly. If it's not
2: separated, it doesn't feel right. Yeah.
1: But then you have to go through and do it.
2: Yeah. Okay. So S- I've I, I've done my sheets so far. Oh. That's, there we go. My bed's clean. Mm-hmm. That's what counts the most. As long as my bed's clean, I'm clean. Awesome. That's really... I like that. Once mm-hmm. my bed's clean, I'm clean. Self-soothe. Yep. Self-soothe. Um spend a spend time with this little guy over here time with some taco yeah spend time with taco I've already taken a nap today nice so sleep is important yeah very important I kind of napped woke up and was like I'm gonna be late I'm gonna be late I woke up I'm gonna be honest I woke up at three thirty-eight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we are supposed to start recording at four I know <laughs> I mean, I was like,
1: I'm going to be late. So, but for what? Like, we're friends. This I know. Is, <laughs> this is information for everyone, you know? Mm-hmm. You're a person. I am a person. And I'm, I'm not paying on. you to be yeah. here. You're still working on being a person. I'm still working on myself, so. <laughs> so your self-soothe is what? Just taking a chill pill? That-
2: uh, just having a relaxing day. Mm-hmm. Um. Um, like I already pill. I don't mean today. like drugs. No, definitely not. Yeah. You take a shower. I I've already taken a shower. God, I remember so in IOP, time. I would take a shower like three times a week. Uh, no, I'm back to every day. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, guys, if you
1: if you've experienced depression, it's so hard to get out of bed, even to go to the bathroom. So yeah. try washing your hair for five minutes in the shower. It sounds overwhelming it does so good for you <laughs> staying staying clean physically and yeah I guess physically, physically and
2: mentally, yeah, mentally. Right. I guess so. so as long as I'm clean like yeah. everything else is good sounds like you're doing awesome um my turn yeah go All ahead right.
1: mastery uh this I think I already did my mastery today. I did. Congrats! So I had an interview today.
0: Happy! Yay! I'm
1: so excited, and I think it went really well. Um, got some information that you know gives me hope.
2: Yay! And I'm
1: proud of you. We'll see after you know all of the background check stuff and things go through, but I feel really good about it. And I'm just so happy to, like, get back out there and make a difference, you know.
2: Yeah. Especially
1: in a government position. Um, so that was my mastery. So now That's all I great. get to do is self-soothe, baby. <laughs> what are you going to do? I'm going to go. I mean, what time is it? It's like 6 o'clock now. Is it really? Yes. Um, it is. Yeah. <gasps> so the sun's still out. There's a pool. Summer. I know. Oh, gosh, right. <laughs> so I'm going to get a floaty and just go yes. get some sun and just sit in a pool. And yes. it sounds so nice right now. That does. So, Taylor. Yes. Thank you for You're being welcome. the 50th <laughs> episode guest. We did it. We I did. can't believe it's been 50 episodes.
2: That is nuts, you. I think it, it was... Sorry. Over a year, 10 cents, but go on. Um I think I remember like 7 months ago mm-hmm. y'all were on like your 20 somethingth episode, I think. Yeah, for like YouTube and stuff. Mhm. But I'm so excited and thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. It means a lot. I <laughs> I just love um the fact that
1: we as a wanna fam, mm-hmm. have the opportunity to call each other up and be like, hey, how are you? So true. And even Robert, you know, finding me on LinkedIn or whatever and texting me asking, do you keep in touch with people from IOP? It's like, yes, I do. And this is why, because you guys help me keep my baseline and practice these skills every day. And you guys provide so much hope. And speaking to everyone who has been a part of We Are No Alamo so far, I am so appreciative. You know, it's been over a year. We're going to keep on keep it on. I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm so proud of you again. I can't say that enough. Mm. And... Let's go snuff soup. What do you say? Yes. Let's do it. So, remember, you're not alone because we're no Alamo. Ciao, poopsie. See you next week. Bye.
0: Do. The struggle's part of the progress, What I gotta do Enjoy like tomorrow is my last I wanna go high, baby, I've jet lag Everywhere I go, it's like I've never been I know that they mad cause they want my life And now I'm getting high on another private flight i am to feed your family and give them light Nobody in this world so perfect only God. This world's perfect, only God.